Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today, we're going to do another listener mail episode. I know a lot of you have been asking for this. We're going to focus on whether a professional career in flying after 55 is worth it. But before we begin, if you have any questions, want to be a guest at Aviation Careers Podcast, or you want to send us, say, a voicemail, Send it to feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Any questions at all, we really enjoy reading them on here. Also, I did update our recommended reading list. So go out to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash recommended reading, and, uh, and you'll see the whole list of uh, new things as far as what you should study for your interviews and those type of things, how to, how to prepare for your flight training and that type of thing. We're constantly updating those things, uh, so I hopefully you'll enjoy that. Also, another update. I know it's been really hard to get into my schedule. We're going to start putting more and more interview questions out on our courseware, and that's coming up in the near future. I know I've talked about that, but we have to do it because I've been so busy. Obviously, with this pilot shortage right now, it's been just crazy trying to get into my schedule. I do apologize for that. But anyway, on with this show. This is really cool. Someone actually sent me a voicemail from the cockpit and uh, really some great motivation from the flight deck in Canada. So let's go ahead and listen to that voicemail. Hey, Carl, this is Dave uh, from up north. Uh, Currently at 6,000 feet flying uh, Cessna 177 Cardinal um, on my new multi-engine instrument uh, rating. Uh, Although this is a single engine, a lot more cost effective, I must say, to fly this. However, just wanted to reach out and say thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, You and and a couple other podcasts have really kept me motivated over the years. I started my flight training in 2015. Uh, I'm, I'm somebody who has a full-time career, uh, have a 10-month-old at home, uh, a house to pay for, uh, bills. So it makes it very difficult to get through a uh, commercial pilot uh, license and uh, multi-engine instrument license. And now I'm currently uh, starting my CFI training. So I do appreciate it, uh, you for keeping me motivated. And uh, I want you to, just wanted to say, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, there's a lot of us that don't really write in and don't talk uh, very often. We're kind of the silent listeners that uh, you're motivating uh, maybe even the most. So thank you for all that you do, uh, you and your crew. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep the blue side up from Canada. Well, hey, thanks for that uh, voicemail. I really appreciate that. That was pretty cool that you recorded that in the cockpit. Uh, if anybody else is interested, go ahead and uh, send us those recording MP3 or whatever. We'll put it into the podcast here. I really enjoyed listening to that, and hopefully other people will be motivated by that also. There's so many cool resources out there and so many people helping out and wanting to motivate you to get move forward in your career. This next voicemail kind of ties into what you said about uh, you know the career and life and, uh, and you know, Know, some of the, the challenges of moving forward in your career as a second career. This is going to be uh, this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about this. So this came in from a listener, and uh, the next listener mail is uh, from an individual. Says, "Hey, great podcast, very inspirational. I've been a private pilot about 420 hours and been out of flying for seven years, but looking to get back into flying as a second career. My wife and I will be empty nesters within two years and will be selling our business." The general question I keep coming back to is, starting a professional career in flying at 55 worth the effort? Not so much the financial side, but is there any advice on the highs and lows of daily work? I reviewed many cargo pilot options and see the possibility there, but just wondering about wear and tear on a person not in their 20s 
being a single pilot IFR at night. I love flying, but will be the fun enjoyment of flying diminish from this job? I understand that's very subjective. Where can a person not in the business discuss this with someone that has accomplished a similar career change? With Ameriflight's recent pay increase announcement, I believe the income will be sufficient for the effort needed to complete the instrument commercial multi-engine the hours needed to move forward. Very interested in their offering and flying pass. I appreciate any insight you can provide. Oh, and by the way, on a side note, one of my sons is taking a ground school at the Tech Center his senior year and now plans to attend a flight school and pursue an aviation career, possibly Air Guard and or Airline. Your scholarship guide has been terrific for us. Well, I'm glad that uh, that's been a big help for you. Don't forget, you can go out and check that out, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships, and uh, it's only $10 for one-year access. Uh, Also, it's in the Apple Bookstore. That's coming up. We're trying to update that. Uh, That's actually become one of the biggest things for us is updating that scholarships guide. If you're somebody that wants to actually sponsor the the uh, podcast, one of the things we ask you to do is to donate at least 50 scholarships guides uh, for sponsorship on the podcast. And I think it's a huge help. So we have a lot of things to unpack in this email. This is a really good question. So let, let's go back and talk a little bit about where you are. You're in your 50s, mid-50s, thinking about career 2.0 and uh, and it's great that you've brought your your wife into this and your family that you're thinking of moving on to something else obviously it's not so much for the money but obviously you do need to make money to live on that so let's talk about that whole lifestyle and the highs and lows of the daily work um, and we're going to talk more about going beyond uh, getting the hours to be hired by an airline uh, or you know a small cargo outfit. So we're going to talk about more not getting to the job because you know it's going to be a you know it's going to be a lot of work to get from four hours to uh, flying as a pilot at a at an airline or at a one thirty five or a small cargo operator, uh, but it's it's going to go by quickly. Give it another year, two years, get those hours. Um, you can actually with the hours you have once you get your commercial multi engine, get hired and and build up those hours to get on say with a one twenty one. Uh, so let's talk also about something you said, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the highs and lows of the daily you know, work life. You mentioned cargo, and there's something I want to point out that's really important about cargo, is when people say cargo, they get different visions in their mind as to what cargo is. Well, it's just like saying airplane. You know, There's many visions of what an airplane is. Cargo can be flying around in a two-seat aircraft, flying small parts between small cities. It could be in a 747 jumbo jet. So those are many different extremes. So we need to kind of, you know, put a little more color as to what you mean by cargo. I think in your instance, you're thinking more cargo, a small aircraft operator, somebody who's flying all night long in and out of cities, many legs. And that's true of some of the regional airlines. Uh, so that that does put a little bit of a strain on your body. Yes, uh, I get it. Um, similar age. <laughs> and, uh, and I do a lot of uh, red-eye flying. Uh, even in what I'm teaching in the simulators at an airline, you're going to do red eyes. And people are like, what What do you mean by that? Well, even as a teacher, you, you teach all night long and all day long. Uh, so this whole lifestyle thing, let's get let's kind of get away from just the cargo side of things. Let's talk more about in general in aviation and flying. There are a lot of jobs out there where m- most of your flying is during the day, and it's also 
uh, you know, almost like a nine to five job, some of these corporate jobs where you don't have that limit on your age. Uh, another reason I got back into instructing is, you know, I'm coming towards the end of my career, and this allows me to stay in flying and flying jets, flying large aircraft, uh, even after 65. Uh, a lot of uh, folks do that. They move airplanes around. We just talked about that on one episode. As a matter of fact, this week, I was just training some folks on uh, on the Airbus, on the A320, who do deliveries of A320s. And so that actually is something else you can look at. There's so many different opportunities. So when we look at different aspects of this career, again, let's try to keep an open mind, all right? So that hopefully you understand that. There's many different versions of cargo. There's many different versions of passenger flying, and it all can depend on your situation. But your point, though, when you talk about wanting to reach out to people and wanting to reach out to people and understand this lifestyle, let me say one thing. I... I have a lot of folks that I counsel and have over the years through our career coaching, and they have gone on to those type of careers where they do cargo, they do passenger flying in a more non-traditional sense. In other words, maybe they're doing a, you know, a charter company, maybe they're flying not for the big airlines, but they're flying for some of the smaller airlines, some very niche type of areas, some cargo flying that you wouldn't think of, say in a 737 and a 767. So those are the kind of things you might want to look at also. Uh, but I also another thing that I wouldn't discount, and let's, and then we'll talk a little bit about lifestyle. I'm getting to that, uh, is the fact you might want to think about maybe going to a regional airline to build your hours to be eligible to fly at some of these other uh, opportun- with some of these other opportunities. And what am I what do I mean by that? There's a lot of folks at your age that are looking to the regionals to build hours right now. Regional airlines, well. I shouldn't say that. Everybody is looking for pilots. Uh, we're everybody. Every airline is having difficulty. The airline I work for, we're having difficulty finding people in general, and it takes a long time to build the hours and also to train a pilot. So when we find somebody, even if they're your age, uh, we're going to look at them. We're gonna, you know we're going to say, hey, listen, you know this this person give it give us enough years to get us through this this basic this shortage right now. Uh, maybe there'll be a time when we won't have this shortage five years from now. So look at all your different options there. So let's talk lifestyle. And I know that's the big, big part of this. The jobs that tend to have a better lifestyle might be in the corporate world, depending on uh, what type of corporate job it is. Uh, When you say cargo, some of those cargo flying is for like manufacturers that need parts uh, just in time or need a part that can fix something. Manufacturers of uh, machinery, uh, different folks that are in the production business, uh, people that are de- delivering packages, those type of things. Though that's actually something, yeah, you you might wind up having a a little bit more of a challenge because you're going to be flying all night. But then let's switch gears. Let's look at the companies that do some of the normal quote unquote flying. These are executives that. Uh, fly from point A to point B and normally do it during business hours. Sometimes they'll fly all night, but normally they don't. Uh, Let me give you an example. A corporate job in, uh, when I was in New Jersey, I was offered a corporate job where basically would be flying executives back and forth to Florida just about every day. 
And uh, what they did is a lot of these executives didn't want to move to their facility where they manufactured something in Florida. So they would actually you know, fly them out of New Jersey and then down to Florida for the day and come back. Sounds expensive. It is. But uh, at those pay rates for those executives, it actually made some sense. And it gave them a better lifestyle. Lifestyle is incredibly important for these folks. You also see jobs where you're moving employees around to different sites. Most of those jobs are flying during normal hours because people want to fly and travel during normal hours. It might be early mornings, a late night, but you're not looking so much at, at like the, you know, going over like red eyes and that kind of thing. Also flying teams, uh, flying uh, people that are car racers, you know, a lot of aircraft that I had, that I flew when I was flying at the regionals moved on to flying those folks that are race car drivers and moving their parts of the supplies around. That lifestyle is pretty good. That lifestyle is not bad. You're on the road, but you're also home, especially if you're in a place where you want to be and settle down and a corporation is in that town that does some flying, then yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, example is we have a corporation here in town and most of their flying is in the middle of the week. They don't do much flying on the weekends. Usually it's a, it's something along the lines of like an emergency or something like that when they actually do flying during the weekends. So Again, it all depends. Uh, I would love to have those people come on and talk about those different lifestyles, but what I've decided to do is uh, start reaching out to them, and I have reached out for your question here and asked people you know, what they felt was good about their job, and those are some of the examples I'm giving you, uh, is because some of those folks don't want to come on to a podcast and... Um, and I understand that. I know you see a lot of folks that are out there, some you know really big social media influencers that are out there, uh, have gotten permission from their airlines to be able to actually do some recordings, et cetera. Uh, but you have to be very careful because especially in this world where you represent the, ba- the brand, uh, if you do do something and you make a mistake, et cetera, they're going to come after you, that kind of thing. And they're going to they're gonna make you maybe possibly leave your job. Uh, so that's why a lot of folks don't want to do uh, the, the one-on-one interviews. But, but some do, and they're going to be on the show. So I am reaching out to those folks. But in general, going over my notes from the folks that I have uh, done career counseling with and have followed up with uh, later in life, Boy, there's there's a lot of different options. So don't give up hope as far as that's concerned. Uh, if the highs and lows of the daily work, it all really depends. If you go to like Ameriflight, good example. Uh, I've had people on the show from Ameriflight. I've also talked to a lot of folks that work there. Some of the challenges I think are just exactly what you said. You're flying at night. You're flying cargo. You're loading the bins. You're you're moving around in the middle of the night. Uh, it does, you know, it, your body changes over years and it might be a little bit tougher. It all depends on the individual, but yeah, I mean, there's a part of aging that, uh, that does affect your body and your, your physical ability to do things. That's why some of these other jobs that are not quite as taxing on your body might be another idea. Uh, you know, we look at the regionals and people say, oh, wow, you know, those guys are flying all those legs and those gals are flying, you know, eight legs a day, et cetera. Uh, in reality, sometimes that can be a little bit easier than uh, flying all night long and doing red eyes all the time. You know, I spent a long time uh, just flying at night, never saw the light of day, and it was uh, it was pretty rough on the body. And so that wasn't at a regional. That was at a major airline. So that that all really, again, depends on the, the different lifestyles. So just, just think about this. Even though it's a small cargo operation, it's a small corporate operation, it may not be 
that bad of a lifestyle. So uh, as far as being subjective, yes, it is very subjective. Uh, there are people that like to do that flying all night long. I have a friend at work, and uh, he actually wound up doing that. Uh, he suggested I do that too, fly all night long so during the day I can do my coaching. And for me personally, I didn't like that too much because I found out that I was – you know, I needed sleep. I was young. I didn't need sleep sometimes for 35 hours straight. Uh, getting older, can't do that anymore. <laughs> and uh, and I hear you. You, you want to look at those jobs that, that are a little bit more subdued. So again, hopefully I've driven that point home. There are a lot of opportunities out there. There's a lot of really cool opportunities. You said something about not having to worry so much about the money. Maybe look into doing some seaplane flying, uh, doing, doing some flying out to the islands. So you'd want to get a little more granular. So let's talk in general. You're an empty nester. You might be able to move. You might want to go to an island, do some flying in the islands. You might want to go to Alaska, do some flying in Alaska for a smaller operation. Either sea planes, cargo, uh, you know, smaller planes, etc. Yes, you're going to be moving a little bit more. But I, you know, I'd suggest at this point, even even think about 121. And the reason I'm saying that is the fact that you know you'll get a lot of hours in. The only thing is, if you don't want to move, it kind of it'll limit your search, but it doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities out there. The one thing I, I will stress, and this is for everybody, please go out and network. Network, network, network. It is so incredibly important to network. And if you take anything away from this, make sure you you go out there and talk to the people at the airport and discuss these things with them. So my suggestion to you and to anybody who's thinking about at 55 years old of changing jobs and what is that lifestyle like Start reaching out to those folks at the airport. How do you do that? Get involved at the airport. Get involved in organizations. Get involved in air shows. Get involved in your local business aviation associations. The the you know NBAA they they have some great the National Business Aviation Association they have some great resources some great networking events Women in Aviation has some great networking events There's so many different organizations out there. They're so wonderful, uh, and that's really important to do because. Again, this is how you find people. Another suggestion I have, and I know I haven't talked about this much, but I'm a big fan of LinkedIn because a lot of those corporations have a lot of their recruiting on LinkedIn. A lot of recruiters are on LinkedIn, and they have their events actually advertised there. So start doing a follow on those. <clears throat> it's a really good resource, LinkedIn. And get yourself a resume together. Get a resume with, you know, like a little QR code that may bring you to your LinkedIn account, that type of thing. Uh, but definitely reach out to people. I hope I've motivated you to get out there and talk to folks to find out, you know, what they're doing. And again, uh, just for, uh, the way I'm speaking to you now is from all these different people that I've actually coached and have followed up with. Uh, a good ex Another good example, a gentleman who's about your age, uh, went on, decided to start flying again, went and started flying cargo, decided didn't want to do that, went to passenger uh, charter airline, and now doing you know 767 flying, 737 flying also around the world, uh, doing some cargo, you know, cargo and also a mix of charter, but primarily doing charter for people. There's just so much out there, uh, and there's so many different opportunities for flying. 
uh, and you can make a decent living, and that's what you're looking at. This is really cool, though. The career 2.0 opportunity, I think this is awesome. Your encore career, what you're going to do in the rest of your life. It's something we do, how we help out here in our career coaching sessions. Uh, again, if you're looking to do career coaching, uh, please you know, be patient. We're booked out for many weeks, or I am, uh, just because everything has gotten so busy. Uh, this new, this this current pilot shortage uh, has been pretty challenging. Of course, if we have a downturn in the economy, it'll help us uh, pick, you know, you know, catch up with with hiring right now. Uh, we have pilot shortages uh, throughout the history of aviation. Uh, this won't be the last one. It won't be. It isn't the first one. Uh, they will continue on because it is very cyclic. Because when the economy goes down, people stop flying, they stop going into aviation as a career, and then when the economy picks up, we don't have all those people trained. That's a big part of it. Uh, and you know, it takes a long time to train an accountant, takes a long time to train an airline pilot, a mechanic, takes a long time to train a doctor. So um, I'm hoping that most people listening now that may not be interested in moving on into a career with, at 55 are listening right now saying, hey, listen, this is what I want to do. And, uh, and I, I'm going to continue forward no matter what happens in the economy, no matter what happens in, in life right now, because it takes years to become a pilot. So is starting a professional career in flying at 55 worth the effort? I think so. I think it is. I believe it is, uh, especially if it's a career 2.0. You have to go into it eyes wide open. It's an enjoyable career. You can make decent money. Uh, you can make a good living, especially in a consider you know in your situation when you're considering a second career and you have a retirement. You have some money saved up, etc. But it, it most definitely is. And don't think beyond age 65. Don't think that 121 is the only thing you can do and cargo is the only thing you can do. Part 135 you can do. As a matter of fact, one of the things that happens is a lot of these 135 operators and that's, you know, the charter operators, they wind up looking for people with lots of experience that went to the airlines. So you'll see people that went to 121 flying for one of these regional airlines comes out with like 8,000 hours or so, boom, they're right into one of these others. And that's one of these other uh, operators, like a 135 charter, a 135 cargo. And they're making really good money uh, and enjoying life. And, and, and just to stress on the whole cargo thing, by the way, and hopefully I've driven that point home, just remember that the cargo 121 airlines are some of the highest paid airline pilots out there. So, you know, cargo can be very lucrative in your career. I think it's worth it to start your flying career at 55 but you have to do a lot of planning. And that's what we do here, doing some of the coaching. And hopefully I've motivated you. Hopefully you've gone out and listened to all these other podcasts that talk about this. But I definitely think it's worth it if you do your planning properly. But as always, if you're going to go into this as a career, and I see you've, t- you've taken a long break from flying, the most important thing that you should do, no matter where you are in your career, is to start today. Take action today and go out there. Find those people at your airport. Get involved. Start reading. Listen to the podcast like this. I'll start bringing more and more people on that have actually gotten involved in some of those cargo operations. But the most important thing you can do for me right now and today is take one step today to move forward in your career. It could be something small. It could be something large. Just take that step now, today. Do your research. Find out if this is for you. I think it is. I think you'll enjoy it. But most importantly, again, take one step today towards your career goal. Well, we'll talk to you next episode. 
safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.